welcome in week nine of the churn. It's your co-host, the commish and Connor Bods checking in a lot of big weeks here. A lot of duds. We're going to be tracking very closely decision 2020, but we're going to take a break from the action and make sure we talk nothing but football for the next hour, hour and a half. Welcome in Connor. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well, doing well. So I feel like we need to probably just jump right into it. So I think what was a 730, they announced that Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk, and um, Debo Samuel were all deemed close contacts with Kendrick Bourne and are all out. Obviously, Debo, I think, was already out. Um, but now you got Ayuk out. You have Trent Williams out. Garoppolo's out. Kittle's out. They just cut Dante Pettis. Trent Taylor time in San Fran. What, do you, what are you thinking here? Well, I'm, I'm thinking that this is definitely the biggest news we're recording. It's 8 p.m. Wednesday. Game's tomorrow. This game is just really uh, – it's a cluster fudge. No matter what, you're tracking the injury with James Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is out. A.J. Dillon, Dillon is out. Now the 49ers are a little bit banged up. This is feeling like a fade Thursday type matchup. They don't want to play McKinnon like you had said to me in our in our earlier conversation. But who who else are they going to give the ball to? They can't give the ball to Hasty thirty times. Use check. <laughs> use check on the goal I, line. I love use check. I love watching them play. The so uh, Bracken and I will send each other highlights just of use check like blocking or just like making plays. If I see it going viral on Twitter, I'll be like, oh, I got to send this to Chris. I know he'll appreciate this. And the way that Shanahan uses him is so much fun to watch. I just love watching the Niners run game. I love watching how they use use check as like a, obviously he's a fullback first, but the way they put him in motion, pre-snap lead blocker, catching passes. Like he's just, he's so much fun. Yeah. It's good to see that there's still some fullbacks out there that, that get treated like actual football players still and aren't just, uh, aren't just blockers from the backfield. Um, use checks, a sneaky guy there. I, I don't want to talk too much about use check though. I know he's fun to talk about. I don't think fantasy relevant, but really it comes down to hasty McKinnon. Now, let me ask you this. Is Jordan Reed going to be activated tomorrow? Have you heard anything on that? I have not, but I saw that there's a lot of movement on him um, in terms of like on sleeper where you see the trending. Um, so hold on. Let's see. They're saying if he's active, he was limited in practice on Tuesday. Um, Jordan Reed is a low end tight end one if active in week nine so i'm bringing up the sporting news this is from three hours ago are they gonna make me pay for using an ad blocker nope <laughs> he is unofficially questionable for key thursday night football game with packers um so we may not know until thursday night but reed could be a good option if you're a guy who has kittle um if he's out and then obviously ross dwelly is the guy um, as you said, dwelly, not so smelly right now. So, ooh, quote tweet, uh, quote Andy Holloway, fantasy footballers, don't give me the credit on that one. <laughs> I did, I did like it so much. I said it twice. Um, Niners, Jimmy G out for the year. They're playing tomorrow. They're four and four. They have basically a JV roster that would beat the Jets right now. Um, no matter what, I think they beat them ten times out of ten on the field. So four and four, no team. George Kittle, he's inhumane. He's an X factor in tight end premium leagues, PPR leagues. He says two weeks. 
do you believe him? Is he coming back this year? I think he'll be back this year, but I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be anything relevant to fantasy. I think it's going to be more of a regular football him coming back. I mean, I could be wrong. He's a guy who I, it wouldn't shock me if he was back in like three to four weeks. I just don't think it's likely. And I think that the Niners, if they're out of it, there's really no reason to waste this this investment. Not waste it, but put this investment in further damage. Um, now, kind of circling back a little bit, I know we kind of discussed this this week, um, but Jimmy G, is he done? Is this the last time we've seen him in a Niners uniform, do you think? Or do you think we'll see him again maybe next year or later this season? I'll make a hot take for you. I don't think he starts as the franchise quarterback for any team after this year so now let's say he's they release him they move on from him the patriots can this thing doesn't work out obviously it's a one-year deal everyone knows that would it shock you if he went back to new england if Mm -hmm. belichick took him back on like a cheap kind of one-year deal like what he signed cam to and I mean, obviously Jimmy knows the offense knows what they're doing there. Would that surprise you? And also, am I crazy for thinking that the Patriots offense would potentially run better with a guy like Jimmy than Cam? That's a, that's an interesting angle that you've taken. Cause we talked about this and I, that situation is really tough to crack from the outside looking in. Definitely an interesting scenario. I don't think it plays out that way, but I could see it happening. And I think that the Patriots offense runs better on a more traditional style offense. that's way less risky, more game managerial. Whereas Cam obviously is been, he's been a turnover machine. That offensive style mistake football does not ride with the Billy B way. They don't have the money to pay anybody per him, which definitely makes next year a little bit murky for them. I don't think the Patriots are going to be good again for a long time. I don't know about that. Um, So let me see who. Okay. Who is the last Patriots player who was drafted by the Patriots? Who was a pro Pro bowler? I know this question. I know the answer too. It was, uh, 2008 no it was it was since then it was 2013 okay only five years off but it's a defensive player right correct and it was not a first rounder i don't i don't remember this trivia question off the top of my head but i know where you're going with this they really haven't drafted well in a yeah long that's time. exactly that's what we're seeing this year um to answer the question it was jamie collins um, and then I think the last first round pick they've had who's turned into a pro bowler was Chandler Jones, who's obviously now is a monster playing for Arizona, where that was one of those guys who Bill, I mean, is notorious for moving on a year early from guys. Um, and it just didn't end up working out for him on uh, Chandler Jones. And I bet he wishes that he had him back. But it, what Belichick said the other day, I mean, I get it. He's like, look, we have made all these runs these last four or five years. Like you keep messing around with the salary cap. Like eventually you're going to uh, like, you're going to have to pay it eventually. Like all, Oh yeah. We're just going to keep moving money back, moving money back, moving money back. And all of a sudden now it's all like, you. it doesn't just mysteriously go away. Like you, you owe it at some point. And now with all the guys opting out, I think it was just a really just kind of a 
a tough year for them. Um, I know they have a decent amount of money, though, I thought, coming off the books this year. I mm. could be wrong, um, but I I think that this year is like their last year kind of having a ton of salary cap. So I'm bringing them up on sport track. I thought they um, have the most cap free cap space next year. Yeah, they have a um, – We could check over the cap on that one. So I am – hold on let me why don't we put a pin yeah in the billy b salary cap situation so you get us a better answer on that one fair yeah that's fine all right welcome back in that was thursday preview i think it's important that we're following this these games are going to get just unbelievably crunchy by weeks injuries COVID, a lot of different variables, and we're seeing that full effect right now with the game tomorrow. And big-name players in big-time games, a lot of people are going to be chasing playoffs. They're going to be chasing, you know, contention. Um, we're we're going to definitely dive into a couple playoff races today. Um, do do us a favor, though, while you're listening. Remember Twitter, at the FF at Connor Bods, at JDFran14. couple quick questions for you. Can you project or can you give me your best guess on Antonio Brown snap rate, snap count week nine? So I'll just go by percentage of snaps. I will say, I'll say right around like 55 to 65% mm. of snaps is kind of what I'm thinking. But I think that when he's out there, he's going to be heavily targeted. Um, we showed, I mean, we saw it last year. He came into New England and pretty much immediately made a big impact um, with Brady. So Brady trust him. And I mean, watching, watching Monday night, it has to be better than Jaden Mickens. That so, was so Mikens. bad. So just over and over again. And Brady was just airmailing him. Cause number one, I what is he four foot six. I might've been no chemistry there. Rightfully so, no chemistry there, but that was just brutal. Uh, we were definitely taking a look at the Jaden Mixon show, shaking our head all night. Um, okay, how about this line? PPR, 10.5 points, Antonio Brown, over, under. Over. Wow. Okay, so you think with the 55 to 60% snap I mean, rate, you think he's going to bring it you in? Give me, you give me six catches, 50 yards, which that's putting you at 11. All right. Uh, um, yeah, no, I think Antonio Brown is – I trust him this week. Like if I had him, would I be starting him? Yeah. Okay. A lot of confidence there. I, I'm actually a little bit on the other side. I think maybe 35 to 40% snap rates, depending on Godwin. If Godwin's back, that's going to be a little bit more true. Yeah. So I'm operating under the impression that Godwin doesn't play. I know we had discussed this um, before we hopped on here, but he was practicing today. He had a cast on and as a receiver, he had a hand cast on and as a receiver, I do not like that. Mm. All right, moving on. In non-related football news, in non-related election news, Thailand, the world's number one leader in Pornhub searches and website visits, bans Pornhub. That's news. I think that is news that needs to be that needs to be discussed. That stinks for them if they're really you know high frequent visitors of the website, and I feel for them. That's class A censorship, and I'm not for it in this day and age. Now, if that is banned, I wonder if it was so highly viewed because it had no 
but they don't have access to any other sites there. Mm. Like, that's what I'm wondering now. So like, what's mm. the like what's going to be next up for them? I mean, I, I mean, here's the thing: people will always find a way. <laughs> so I'm not that worried. Like, yeah, it sucks for Pornhub, but whatever. Like, they're they've got some not so great stuff going on right now with them. But no, it's um, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure that people will find a way. When there's a will, there's a way. Here's a here's a, a pro a pro tip for you. If you ever just want to know, similarweb.com, we use it at Indeed to compare audience traffic amongst job search engines, but you could just search the most frequented websites in the world. Those websites, they matter. Just take a look, do the research on your own, similarweb.com. You will have a laugh just knowing how frequented said websites are. That's the news segment. I think we'll keep it there. We'll keep it to that. We'll move on. Next. Connor, a little bit of uh, this one stings a little bit for you. James Robinson evaluating him as maybe a potential early fantasy MVP. You did trade him away in the Butter Association. James Robinson in an ever-dying wasteland of running backs this year. Zero running back truthers. They'll be waving and screaming. Would you be picking him rest of season, any format, or Kareem Hunt? That's tough. Um, This is just for this season, right? This isn't like moving forward. Not dynasty talk here. Okay, so this is strictly redraft. Now, Nick Chubb is back when? Um, hold on. I should know this. So he's on track to play week 10. So two more weeks. Oh, buddy, that's tough. I think it, I think I have to go James Robinson. Actually, I think I actually, agree. actually, no, I'm taking, I'm taking Hunt because no Odell. And now with Jake Lutton starting or Luton, whatever his name is. I Luton. It's going to be tough. I don't know, man. It, we've only seen him with Gardner. I, I want to see it first. I could very much be wrong. Um, and like, I don't think, like, I don't think you're crazy for taking Robinson. I mean, he showed that he's a very, very good football player. And I think this isn't like a flash in the pan rookie year from an undrafted guy. I think that this guy's legit. And I think he's honestly, he's better than Philip Lindsay, um, which I know is who a lot of people are kind of comparing him to not in play style or anything, but just as an undrafted free agent who all of a sudden took over a backfield um, mm. as a rookie. So, and I think that he's built different, not to be that meme or anything, but just the way that he's built, he's a bigger, stronger guy. He's not so much built on the burst big play like we saw this weekend from Lindsay, where if you don't get that from him, you may not be you may not be so happy. But Robinson is a little bit more consistent, uh, more of a grinder between the tackles and uh, trust him a little bit more than that. But compared to him to Hunt, I'm just taking Hunt. I just trust the Browns offense a little bit more, mm. uh, which is a crazy thing to say than I do the Jags. But mm. I think going forward, um, Hunt will Hunt will be good. And I think they're both great options. I would be happy to have both. Both are top five and six, respectively, vice versa, um, standard and PPR. They've, that's why we compared them so closely rest of season. One more flash compa- comparison for you. We've been thinking about rookie running backs and a couple guys that were drafted early on redraft they were drafted in rounds maybe four through six, five through seven. Rest of season, J.K. Dobbins or Zach Moss. 
Dobbins. Do you think it's that clear cut? Yes. Or do you think it's closer? Nope. I think it's very clear cut. Um, I don't know. What do you, who, who do you like? You always ask me these questions. I never really ask for your thoughts, but no, I, I just think watching Dobbins this weekend, he's talent wise. I mean, he might be looking right now, like the best rookie running back just in terms of pure talent, what he's shown mm. us on the field. I, he's only, I know he's only had one game where he's been like the lead back. CEH is very good. Don't get me wrong. Taylor's I was going to just hesitant. say, yeah. He, um, he's been, uh, Dobbins has been looking hesitant. I mean, obviously James Robinson too has been a beast. I just think talent wise right now, I think that I'm taking Dobbins and he's on the best rushing attack in the NFL. Mm. And I think that going forward, this might be his, might be his backfield. Um, obviously, they're, you're never going to lose Gus or um, Gus or Ingram, but I just I like the talent of him more. Moss, I think, is more of just a guy who, if he doesn't score a touchdown, you're not happy. All right, I this is I'm happy. I'm happy you're saying these things. I'm actually so I, I'm not so far on the other side of it. I think that Zach Moss is a name that nobody's thinking about because his name's not J.K. Dobbins, who's very close to taking over the backfield in Buffalo, was playing well, outplaying Devin Singletary, and that's still a run-first team. Similar situation driven by basically a goal-line running back that's Josh Allen, but now Zach Moss, you saw it. He was good enough to score from inside the 10 multiple times last week, and I think that's going to actually stay more consistent moving forward. And we compare guys like these because they weren't drafted as week one starters. Like James Robinson, you could have slotted him in week one. CEH was drafted to be a top five guy, but there was guys that we knew we needed to draft them later and stash because they would eventually maybe take over the backfield. That's happening for both of these situations right now. And I alluded to it earlier. It's an ever dying wasteland of running back this year. Both guys no matter who finishes above who are very, very keen targets, sharp targets to be targeting if, if you need help at running back. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, now, one other name I want to add into this conversation who kind of fits his bill is DeAndre Swift. Now, what are your thoughts now? If you were tossing DeAndre Swift into this group of three, does he automatically, is he your number one of this group? Or how do you rank those three guys moving forward? I, I'll, I'll still, I'm, I will rank him J, J.K. Dobbins, then Zach Moss, but not as much of a clear-cut decision as, as you made. I think there's going to be weeks that Moss outscores Dobbins. Swift, it's talent does not meet opportunity in the situation where his coach is Matt Patricia, not John Har- Harbaugh, not Sean McDermott, and he's still willing to trot out AP, carry on Johnson, whoever it is that's actually going to, you know, tote the rock and score. His outcome or his scenario of outcomes is way less likely for positive game scripts than Dobbins and, and Moss are moving See, forward. Now I will say, so I'm going to rank them. I mean, JK is my number one. I have Swift at two and then I have, uh, I have Moss at three. And I mean, I feel pretty comfortable with that. Like I think that Swift is closer to Dobbins than I think he is to Moss. I don't know. I could just be late on Moss and this could be something where it's like in a couple of weeks, it's like, no, I've, I was an idiot and was totally wrong. But I mean, coming into this draft, I thought Moss was fine. I thought that he was like kind of not just a guy, but I, he didn't really impress me watching film. Like he, he didn't run with too much power at Utah and like, he didn't have like a ton of speed. Like he had some breakaway speed, but he wasn't like pulling away from these guys um, coming out of college. And I mean, his pass catching didn't look, I didn't really see much of it. 
Um, so I, I wasn't totally high on him. I put him kind of in that same category with Keyshawn Vaughn coming out where I was like, okay, like they're in a situation where I think they could succeed based on their opportunity. Um, obviously Vaughn has not gotten that, um, but Moss has. And I mean, he, he's been doing well with it. Um, and I mean, it is a valuable role to be the goal line back. I just, I trust, um, I just like the talent more of Swift and Dobbins mm. uh, than I do Moss. Yeah, I, I think that definitely makes sense. Um, that'll be something good to watch. I think that gives us another storyline to follow. Um, all right, that's all I had on my plate recapping. Anything from you on your end that we missed out on? And then if not, we could jump right into the games. So I will say um, Garrett Gilbert is going to be starting for the Cowboys. So it, as a member of Nucci gang, I'm a little bit hurt right now by this, but we'll see. Um, Garrett Gilbert could be fun. Um, but yeah, obviously you're starting the Steelers defense. They might be $5,000 in DraftKings this week. Yeah, they're actually going to be 4,900, the most expensive defense yeah. in DraftKings history. So, and, they will, and they will be chalk. Yeah, no, it's worth it. I mean, um, you probably have to put them in first and go from there. Yeah, you it's, you build them around there. It could be 30-point yeah. week. This podcast is no longer a Nucci Gang podcast because he was one and done. Yeah. Um, Part of Lutton Gang? It could maybe be Lutton Gang. You know, maybe Nick Mullins. Kind of like... Lutton's, Lutton's lads. How do we... I'm trying to think. We'll we'll figure something else out for next. I week. didn't like that one, but we have plenty of the time. LL, you know, to... trying to trying to get the LL. We'll figure it out. Also, so I did find um, to circle back to that earlier stuff about the Patriots on over the cap. They have six ah. five million in cap space for 2021. Wow, wow. Uh, they're they're putting so themselves they in a good that. spot. Um, it looks like they don't have. I'm trying to think. I mean, they have Gilmore and Edelman who they're paying, but outside of that. Shaq Mason, but I don't know with all these guys opting out. Like, I don't know how that, like, does it roll over? Like, how does that, how does that work? Or is that just, uh, do you I know? don't know. I think that's yeah. a little bit above our pay grade there. We'll have to be there. Put a pin on that. We'll figure it out though, before next season. Um, and we'll, we'll discuss that in some of our off season talks. Yep. All right. Week eight is come and gone in the picks weekly picks. Connor Boddington, 11 and seven. Nope. 11 and six. Myself, 10 and seven off week. I went two and four in the melting pot, four and two in dynasty, four and one in the butter association. Where did your, where did your stat line round out to? Do you remember? Yep. So I went four and one in butter, four and two in dynasty, three and three in melting pot. It's a good game script. And you picked up a game. I think you might be down by 32 at this point. I'm just kidding. Down by nine. Down by nine. Okay. It's not as big as that, but. Too close to call, they say. Too close. Um, all right. Week nine playoff hunt is on. You're tuning into the churn. We'll take a quick break. Then it's right into the melting pot. We'll see you in a bit. What the hell's going on out here? And we're back. The churn, week nine. Connor Boddington and the commish taking a look at the melting pot. No real barn burners this week. Not a lot of close games at all. Big shift in the standings. You know what time it is. Lightning round. Let's do it. Game one, Drunk JD versus Marky P, the Bayou Boys, 146 to 134 in favor of Drunk JD to six and two. Marty Bird Enterprises up against Bill Cosby Sleepers. 93 does not get it done. 
Bill Cosby sleepers puts up a nice 150 burger. They get to three and five hanging around. Team Perkis studs are us 148, 129. Team Perkis number one up at the top alone, seven and one. Studs are us falls to three and five. Steal the show 108 does not get it done. What are these leagues, these teams doing this week? TK yard work 160. They get to five and three. They're a sleeper, dark horse candidate to get back into the game here. Next up, it's Connor Boddington. Worst team ever, 148 to 101 APD. Foos Gold has been found. Four and four for worst team ever. Looking up, moving forward. Last but not least, always up to Sutton. You pick against them, they win. 131 to the Death Knights, 104. That's a tough loss getting the three and five there with the team that we have a lot of hope for competitiveness wise. That's the recap and the lightning round. Welcome back. Tell me your thoughts. What are you thinking? Um, it's a very, very close league. And I know we were kind of discussing the playoff bracket beforehand. Um, and it seems like everyone is pretty much, I mean, they're still in the running. Cause I mean, am I the here? Do you want to go through the playoff bracket real yeah, quick and run through it? Yeah. Let's take a look at the playoffs. Um, one second. All right, here we go. If the season ended today, Team Perkis up at the top one seed and a bye. And your league leading in score. Drunk JD at 1295 and six and two would be getting that second bye. Matchups today would be TK Yardwork versus worst team ever. That's Connor Boddington and Marky P surprise entry on the road at APD. So I, there's a couple of teams in here that you might not have been expecting in the hunt. This is going to be a photo finish. Yeah. And I mean, that was kind of what I was going to be alluding to. It's like, so we have two four and four teams right now. They're in the playoffs. Um, and we have another four and four team that's on the outside looking in based on points scored. But I mean, everyone is still in this, like everyone is still alive. Um, obviously there are some teams that are probably a little bit better built to be making this comeback um, mm, built for speed or comfort uh, I think you want to be speed right now at this point if you're at the bottom <laughs> of the bracket mm. I think guys like you and Perkis could probably be built more for comfort though um, yeah I, I, just nice to kind of see everyone still alive in it in this dynasty league and some of the next leagues that we're going to be talking about with dynasty it's maybe not the case with some of our other teams but we'll, we'll see how things keep going um, so far, kind of who's been your favorite team and, and kind of who do you who do you have your eyes on as your biggest competition? Biggest competition in playoff teams or contending teams? Just any team in the league? Which team do you want to see the least in the playoffs is how I'll rephrase that. Uh, team Perkis. Yeah. And it's not for a point scored reason or anything like that, but they're seven and one for a reason. They're pulling games out of their ass up their elbow. So yeah, I definitely don't want to see that game or see that team. And I think on a more realistic standpoint, a team that you don't want to come back and make the playoffs right now has got to be the death Knights at three and five. They have another tough matchup coming up, but their roster is just loaded from top to bottom. It's a sham that they're three and five. And they, well, here's the thing too. What's going to help them is that they have the most points scored. So oh, they, no, no, no. Do they not? Who? Okay. Sorry. You have them by 40, but I think they have the second most. So realistically, any team who they're in the 
like potentially going to be tied with they're right now if things keep holding as is if they finish with the high score second highest score it's going to give them a it's going to give them a nice leg up on some of the other guys um like myself if he ends up tying me or or tying himself with mark that having those uh, all those extra points scored is going to help him get in yep points do matter and they always will matter it isn't just win baby league but when you're fighting for that wild card all bets are off score as many points as you possibly can give yourself a shot um couple actually couple wild card questions for you that i just kind of thought of how much in a league like this do you think fab matters later in the year a lot of teams would still 180 to 200 fab anything on that i mean that's why i mean you saw i spent 80 dollars on tromine pope like there's just no yeah i mean there's like no one who's like really going to be out there who's like going to be worth i think holding on to unless like a guy like gary gilbert is the man or like cooper rush or yeah it's just maybe a quarterback would be the only thing if you're if all of a sudden there's a new guy who's starting and then super flex and you're already hurting a quarterback, then, I mean, you're going to have to spend, but mm. yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it probably matters more for off season than it does for the, than it does for regular season, you know, after sure. the draft, picking up some undrafted rookies, things like that. I think that's where you're going to see it maybe make a little bit more of a difference. Awesome. All right. Your turn. Who don't you want to see come playoff time? <sighs> So, I mean, we already talked about Perkis, but I think the Death Knights, too, um, that lineup kind of worries me. I mean, obviously, when you have McCaffrey and Henry, that's not a lineup you really want to run into. Um, I mean, I played them this week, but fishing for gold. I mean, when you have Russ, Aaron Jones, Lockett, Julio, Hopkins, like it's a big roster. That is a team I really don't want to play. And I mean, Cam has been struggling, but he, he has Teddy who he can put in there and feel confident in. He has some solid Ooh. bench options. Like he has Devin Singletary, AJ Green on the bench. Like there, he has enough pieces where it's like, okay, oh, he also has Ertz on IR. So like mm. if he comes back and does anything. So I, I think that that's another team to kind of go away from the guys who you talked to, uh, talked sure. about. Cause I think Perkis and, and Death Knights would probably be my one, two. Mm. Teddy Letdowns might be my new nickname for him. Um, I'm a little bit more saucy about Thursday. I, I think that. Thursday night football. Do you agree with me? It's just fade, fade Thursday night football at this point. Yeah. Unless the teams are coming off a bye, or unless like it's Rogers Adams. Yeah. I don't know. Thanksgiving Thursday. I feel like is a little bit different. I don't know if it's because there's more people watching and people get more up for these games, but Thursday on Thanksgiving, I want to, I don't know if this is just me, but I always want to have as many guys playing on Thanksgiving as I can get. Just because <laughs> it makes the day more fun. Sure. I love that. I love that thought process. Yeah. All right. So week week nine. Yeah. Do we want to start going through some of the games? Let's jump right in. I love the cadence. I love the pace and tone today of the pod. We're ripping through this thing. All right. Where do I want to go first? Let's go right to it. Two teams we just talked about in our last segment. New England Death Knights. You don't want to face them. Projected 158.93. Three and five on the road, fishing for gold, projected a wampum. 168, we'll call it. They're five and three. This is going to be a big game. It is. Do do we see McCaffrey playing? So he practiced in full today. Yes. Um, 
And yes. Rules said that McCaffrey looked good in first practice, padded practice. He looked like Christian. He looked sharp. We'll see how his body responds to the duress and how it responds Thursday morning. So they're still haven't activated him, um, but all signs are pointing to him playing. So I think we're going to operate under that assumption. And mm. based on that, I mean, I, I'm leaning death nuts. I know I just spoke very nicely about APD and fishing for gold. And I think that his team is still very, very good. I just think that his, um, I don't know, man, McCaffrey, Henry, I think this is going to be a big week for him to kind of show out. And I think that he'll, uh, he'll do that. If not, I mean, I think I picked him like every single week this, this year. Mm. I just, I have not seen him. He hasn't had that big blow up week. So he's due. Mm. I'm on the other side. I don't think they throw CMC back into an 85, 90 split. Like some people think or that they're alluding to Russ Wilson on the road, Buffalo bills, big, big shootout potential early on. Aaron Jones is a question mark tomorrow night. Is he in? Is he out? Find out tomorrow. We've been, we've been harping on the Thursday news a lot in this podcast. Lockett Jones Hopkins. That might be, that might be 60. That could be 60 to 90 points in that range in itself from three players. That's a lot to overcome. I think that's a lot stronger than the receiving core of what the death Knights are putting out. Ridley's a little banged up. I for, I don't really care for Cooper. It's going to leave a lot to be desired. 14 is very high. They let me down last week. APD. I'm locking in the pick. Oh, okay. And I don't want to see, I don't want to see the death Knights come playoff time. So you're just hoping that they keep losing. I'm a sense of bad juju that way. <laughs> um, all right. Deep breaths, deep breaths. Where am I going to go? Another marquee matchup. I'm going to go right into it. At Connor Bods, worst team ever. Four and four in a dead heat projection up to at Glenny Balls. Always up to something. They're four and four. Big game. Playoff game. Yeah, very, very big game. Um, I want to hear your thoughts, though, as an unbiased member of the media for this game. Who are you leaning here? Who do you think is the uh, is the better, more complete team? Mm, the better, more complete team right now is Al. Ah, that's so – this is tough. You got him at quarterback. I have everyone at quarterback. With the bye weeks this week, you don't have Hunt. He's got you at running No back. Boyd. I don't have Boyd, which that hurts me too. He's got no more Kittle. His X factor is gone. Oh, my God. I might I might make a flip-flop right now in the pod. Flip-flop, flip-flop. So, here, I'll go first. I'm picking myself. Um, I mean, my three tight ends stack, Janu, Cook, Thomas. Mm. Uh, Fournette might be the guy now. Because all of a sudden now he's the pass catching back for Brady. You're finding running backs everywhere. I don't know how you're doing it. It's <laughs> zero RB, baby. Zero RB in Dynasty. It works. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I mean, I got Pope. I got the Pope on my team. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, if com- I'm going to let that comment slide. You got the Pope on your team. Yeah, if Rashad Penny ever comes back, I think he could still take the job from Carson and I'll be in good shape. Um, but no, I'm taking myself. I just think that, look, man, Lamar is going to be catching a lot of heat. 
and rightfully so. I mean, Indy is a tough matchup, but he has not looked good. I mean, he's quarterback 14 on the season. Um, so definitely not what I traded up for, but he's young. He's still only 23. And I mean, his play, his week 13 through 16. Oh man, it is freaking juicy. So he's got Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and then the Giants in week 16. That is a mm. wonderful matchup. So if guys can survive Lamar's struggle and make it to the playoffs, I think that this is more so a comment towards redraft or single quarterback leagues. I think Lamar is going to be able to carry some teams. Mm. Towards a championship, kind of like how Saquon did last year, where it's like, okay, if you can weather the storm like how you did in Dynasty, and you can make mm-hmm. it to, you can make it to the playoffs. He's gonna, uh, you're gonna reap the benefits of drafting him where you did. There you go. You found your footing there. Yes. It almost felt like you lost the sentence in in space, and you took a deep breath, and you and you came back in, and you found it. I'm happy you did that. We get to see each other live, folks. This is on camera, but just audio sent out. So. I watched him catch that. Very happy about it. I'm making a pod switch right now. Tell you what, and he texts me every week, please pick against me so I could win. I'm picking Connor, and I, I don't think that Juju works in Al's favor this week. I actually hate half his starting lineup. Mims, Pascal, Patrick, Locke, Lamb. And I get it. Locke was fine. He does have a nice matchup. At Atlanta, but Atlanta plays teams tough when you least expect I it. I know. So I'm a little bit. It's also there. Broncos coming to East Coast at one o'clock is kind of tough as well. I will say, is Mims going to be getting the Stefan Gilmore treatment Monday night? I don't it's the Jets. You could put anybody out there and I think it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not I'm not worried about that. Moving on, picks are in. Here we go. Let's round it up to a ship bowl. I think we'll be able to cover this one in 30 to 60 seconds. Marty Bird Enterprises, six, two and six, sorry. No quarterback this week on the road. Bayou Boys, four and four. I'll tell you right now, Bayou Boys, five and four. They're going to be in the hunt. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm taking the Bayou Boys as well. They got Darrell Henderson on by. So, I mean, if you swap out, they have some, who's on their bench? I mean, Wayne Gallman, you can put in. I mean, he looks like he might be the lead back. You McKinnon. Check, yeah, you, you check, you could start. Um, if you want to get weird, if you've listened to the beginning part of the podcast, I mean, he has Will Fuller who belongs back in his lineup. So it looks like he just kind of hasn't gone through his center's lineup yet. So I like him. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Bayou boys. I think that Marty bird needs a quarterback. Um, I don't think he trades for one hot take. I think he takes the L. Yeah. I mean, that's tough, uh, but I mean, kind of like what we were saying, I mean, every team's alive and it's still, and, He's got some good pieces. Like he has enough pieces where if he can make the playoffs, he could compete. Um, and just, it's all about really just making it. And with six teams, I mean, you're not out of it. So. Yeah, definitely not out of it, but two and six is kind of like, okay, the grades open. Yeah, no, I mean, two and six, definitely not ideal. Um, I will say, I mean, points scored wise. I mean, he's got a decent amount of points scored. I mean, he's outscored some four and four teams. Um, like he's in good shapes in terms of point four. I mean, points four. So he could, if he starts winning games, who knows? He could uh, win some tiebreakers and get moving up. We'll we'll see. But one more loss in your in your toast in the twelve mm-hmm. in the twelve team format. All right, here we go. Another team knocking on the door of are they in or are they out? It's Shane O'Mac. Studs are us three and five at home. TK Yardwork, a team. 
that we're letting fly under the radar. But if you take a look at his matchups this week, there's a lot of green. A lot. We love saying a lot that. of green lot on that of side green. of the match. But he has no quarterback either. I He's don't think still it matters. Projected 135. I don't think it matters this week. Because who's he going to slot in? And maybe Homer Simpson. And I don't think it matters this week. I, six and three is in sight. Dalvin Cook and James Robinson can combine for 50 with those matchups. Um, A-Rob, great matchup. Tennessee's been beatable, even though full stinks. Um, I, I do worry about sh- uh, studs are us and their matchups this week. I am actually switching to studs are us. Wow. Tell me Brady. why. I like Brady. Um, I mean, 21 points. I know it's four point. I, I like him. Um, I think Cephas could. I mean, Cephas played a lot when Galladay was out early. And I don't know. Maybe he's going to have a good connection with Blau. We didn't even talk about Stafford getting COVID. Wait, 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 wait. Tiki Artworks doesn't have a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't have a quarterback to play. That was my other thing. Oh, I thought they had at least one quarterback. What is with no. these teams not having a quarterback? Well, okay, so Andy Dalton, COVID, Jordan Love isn't starting. Robert Griffin is a backup. Um, it's not great, Also, Bob. he had Dak. So, wow. yeah, I mean. You might be making me eat crow here. He, he, I, that's a guy, okay, you're five and three. You trade for a quarterback this week immediately. Also, I will say Shane has Deshaun on his bench who he can put in for Hunter Henry. I don't know if you've checked, if you've looked through this bench. So. I did. I did see that late. Because um, you could bump Hunter Henry up to Cephas. Yeah, and then you're taking out Cephas, who, I mean, yeah, I like Cephas, the player. I, okay, so besides besides Frank Gore, it's not awful. No. No, I'm taking Shane. I'm taking studs. I I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna predict the future. TKR work trades for a quarterback, and they they get to six and three. Can you just say he wasn't going to? Or no, you said that about Marty. I said that about Marty. I'm having deja vu. All good. All right. So you got Shane TK. Yep. That's four. I mean, at four, if five and three, I mean, it is worth it to make a trade for. A oh, hundred percent, like a thousand percent. Uh, you're if you don't, I mean, you're pretty much just taking the L, and it's. I mean. You don't take else when you're five and three. Yeah. If you're seven and one, I mean, you have a little bit more leeway. If you want to get cocky and play with that, you can do that five and three. You cannot. Mm. Speaking of seven and one teams. Great. Segue. A team, a, a great segue. Unbelievable by you. Three quarterbacks on the bench. That guy does have its team. Perkis home against steal the show. I, I think the show is going to be, this might be the first team to get bounced out of the race. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking through. I mean, his team really isn't that bad. Like, he has a very good team. It's very young. Um, so, I mean, I do think he's taking the L this week, but his team's in great shape moving forward. Um, yeah. Fulgham on by, Nixon on by, Dylan with COVID. Like, he he could be doing a lot worse than how he is. Um, Isabel, Irv I think Smith? He, yeah, I like Irv Smith. I like Aiden Smith. Um, so, like, he... He has solid pieces. Obviously, he has Kamara, which if he wants to keep, I mean, he's only, what, 25, so he fits kind of that window. If he wants to move on, he can get a boatload of picks. Ronald Jones may not be the guy anymore. Who knows? It was one game. We'll see. But Next year, he's going to be trotting out Dobbins, Mixon, Kamara at this point, like obviously pending moves, yeah. any moves he makes. But, okay, no, not this year, a year away. 
I think his first round pick is probably going to be spent too on a quarterback um, mm. between Jones and Roethlisberger. I think that that's going to be a pick that he needs to, he needs to make. I think he, doesn't he have two first? Yes. So, I mean, he's going to be in a position where it's okay. Let me get, spend one on a quarterback, one on a position player, or maybe even just two quarterbacks and double down with Ben's age. And, and who knows what's going to be the, where Daniel Jones is going to be in a year from now, if he's going to be starting or, or not, he's got some question marks about guys like Mitch and Garoppolo on his bench. Mm. Um, so he might be in a position where two quarterbacks end up on his team, kind of like a, um, you can get like a Trey Lance to go along with Trevor Lawrence. If he's in that position, I mean, <laughs> could be interesting. We'll see. Are we, are we both in agreement? Team oh yeah, Perkins? definitely. Yeah. And so after all that talk about Vin, yes, so I'm, I am taking Perkis. <laughs> all right. Last game of the slate. Then we're moving on. Team drunk JD six and two at on the road. Bill Cosby sleepers three and five. I'll jump right in. I, I navigated a pretty gnarly bye week injury week. Was really happy with with the turnout. Couple more buys to deal with this week. Got to get Miles Sanders healthy. I'm in a precarious situation though. I got to face Travis Kelsey. He's projected 22 points this week. <laughs> what do you got? So in my pre-podcast notes, I took Luke, but I'm looking back through this and I think I'm changing it. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't jinx me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously he lost that Uke, so he just put in Cobb. That's not great. No, it's not. I mean, no Stafford either. So he's got to start fulls. Um, and then obviously Matt Ryan now without, I mean, Ridley's banged up. So who knows? I am, I'm taking you. Kyler's back. Um, coming off the bye. Probably mm. gonna be even better. Number three quarterback. So I'm all in. I, I'm taking you. I'm going to take me as well. Got to have some confidence at six and two. I, I think uh, the Ayuk issue for Luke. Brian Hill, Jonathan Taylor has been very iffy. Let's lock it in. That's week nine preview, melting pot. Any any thoughts before we move on? No, sir. Just win, baby, right? Yes, sir. Just win. All right. That was, as always, the melting pot game preview. We're going to be moving on to Dynasty. Quick break. Coming back at you. The churn. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Um, we're going to dive in now to the Dynasty League. Let me just bring up all the scores from this last week because I was still in the melting pot. So I took the L to Maddie Tucks, uh, 99 to 85. Not a great showing from, uh, from myself. And then we had Team Zandy Dell taking down Cass. And Cass putting up under 70, 132 to 68. And that was the low score of the week. Um, after that, we had a nail biter between uh, the commission, JD and Kyle 96, 95 low scoring game for this format. However, it was a nail biter. Those are always fun to see. Um, Lapia just keeps winning, takes down Luke 130 to 121. As we think that Luke kind of is getting back to health and, and starting to roll. He takes the L to Mikey um, Deusler pulls out the win over TC 102 to 95. And then the bracket attack gives TJ his first loss of the season took him down 173 to 126. I know TJ was not that upset about it. Um, as he is the number one overall seed. And he said pretty much he wanted to get that, not get the loss out of the way, but he had no issue losing 
Um, so kind of to segue into the next segment, uh, we're going to go over the bracket currently as it stands. So if we were to go into the playoffs now, um, obviously we have until week 13. That's the last week of the regular season. So still some time for some moves to be made, guys, to kind of move up. Um, but right now, number one overall seed is TJ, who would be getting a bye, as well as JD. Um, yep, keeping it going. He's making a run for the uh, the back-to-back and getting the Empire pot. Um, he has a two seed. The Hold on. So this would be the 3-6 matchup. The 3-6 matchup, we have Maddie Tuck taking on Cass. Or Cass is the three seed, I think. What? I don't know. I'm not eh. worried about that. Eh. <laughs> uh, then we got Dan Dell taking on Bracken in the other half of the bracket. So Whew. right now, those are the six playoff teams. We got TJ, Joe, Tucker, Cass, Dan Dell, and Bracken. So what were your thoughts on this week? And kind of what are your thoughts on the playoffs right now and how they're, uh, how that outlook is for uh, Dynasty? Uh, Dynasty shaping up very nicely. Let me just do a wellness check on you. There you go. Take a sip of water. Big deep breath. That was uh, that was quite the segment from Connor Boddington right there. What am I thinking? Hmm. I'm thinking that my team is in shambles. I'm thinking that Maddie Tux is a dark horse six and two team, and I think that Zanny Dell is a dark horse four and four team that we do not give enough airtime. He's outscored Luke by three points. He would be in the playoffs today. And I think his team is better than a couple of the other big contenders right now. So what does that mean? Everybody's still in it. Really? Even Michael P is still in it. As you say, right. Two and six. If you're not done yet. Is TC still in it? Mike Lapia is also. Oh, oh okay. TC gets to one and seven. That's going to be tough. The doors closed on your season. Cause you have to yeah. go six and seven. All right. Game over. I'm very happy to be in a situation where I could potentially run away with a buy here. I don't think the division is one. I do think that I will have a tough time down the stretch fighting off Dandel's team. At four yeah. Four. So I'm going to say, I think that whoever wins the Kings garden, the Dothraki horde, I really need to rename these brackets. I, uh, these divisions, I think, uh, but whoever wins those two divisions are going to be getting the first round by unless Bracken or Luke just get insanely hot. Um, but I just I, I don't see either of them, uh, Luke or Bracken, kind of mm. getting on that uh, getting on that roll and taking the uh, one of the top two seeds. So, can Mike Lapia make the playoffs by accident, dude? If Herbert keeps playing like this, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's likely. I mean, he has to be overjoyed that Ayuk isn't playing. So, I mean, I don't even know. He's no Galladay, no Fulgham. I mean, he's going to be starting to kill Harry, but. We can discuss that more when we get into the uh, the breakdown of the matchups. He's probably but, happy about that this week, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's happy, I think, about not being able to start at you can having to toss in a guy like Cedric Wilson or Nikhil Harry or Jacoby Myers, like any of those guys. I think he's more than content starting right now, and not the end of the world for him. Yeah, we we had a couple of trades, mini bonanza. Yeah, some poop, some poops back on. Wasn't there one that was kind of questionable? So we had a Mike Davis trade, finally traded after uh, a couple of weeks of trying to be moved by Cass, traded him to TJ for Rob Gronkowski and Alan Lazard. I think that was a bit rich 
for Mike Davis at this point? I don't know. Kind of what are you, what are your thoughts there? Did TJ give up enough or maybe not enough? Did Cass get a really good value here? I mean, Cass absolutely got the best value he possibly could for Mike Davis, who had a great year. Year's over. I mean, yeah. what are you what are you going to expect from him moving forward? You got the King coming back, CMC. Gronkowski has been great. His rapport's back with with Tom Brady. Alan Lazard, I talked a lot about Alan Lazard in his in his breakout game. He's a great receiver, young kid, young prospects. Okay, maybe not uh, not great. Like we're not talking superstar, but good prospect there. And he and he got everything he needed out of Mike Davis to get him to five and three. Hate that move for TJ. I think he needed those assets for depth. Poop for poop trade. I don't think we really need to talk too much about Tevin Coleman and Carlos Hyde, but. Carlos Hyde, I think, is going to be worthless this year, and Tevin Coleman could have a couple of good games left in the tank. So I don't know what we're doing here, but we're giving Cass all the assets. Just win, baby, still on. Yeah, I do want to circle back to the Lazard-Gronk part of the trade. So Lazard, uh, most recent news from 17 minutes ago is that he's making the trip to San Fran. Mm. Um, he's not playing. But, I mean, obviously, like, if he's moving, the team opened his 21-day window to return to the active roster last Wednesday. And after putting in a week's worth of reps, he may be ready to give the Green Bay passing game a boost. Of course, the Packers will need to activate Lazard on Thursday for him to rejoin the teammates. So it sounds like he's coming back soon, whether nice. it's this week or next week. I mean, we're going to get Lazard back in that lineup, which maybe that's part of the reason why they didn't pull off that trade uh, for Fuller. But I don't know. That, I didn't realize he was that close to returning. Did you? No, I didn't. But, dude, another thing, too, like TJ, he has Fant and Logan Thomas at tight end. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but he could have afford, he could afford that. I mean, I feel like I'm okay starting either of those guys. Yeah, I, I guess, but it's it's always good to have depth, and you never know who's going to get hurt next. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do think though. I mean, with McCaffrey, I think Mike Davis is a little bit more valuable to him than he is to anyone else. I think in the league. Oh, that's like true. As a, as a manager, true. so well, what I don't is know. He doing? This week, is he going to play? He's probably going to play McCaffrey. I mean, I would assume so. I mean, he All might right. realistically he might start both, but I assume that if McCaffrey's active, he's plugging him in over Mike Davis because I don't think you're playing Mike Davis over Terry, AJ Brown, Allen Robinson, James Conner, or Kamara. Like mm. this team is still good. It's really good starting lineup. I question his depth, but I don't know. He's got some guys. I mean, Darnell Mooney could be a guy you could plug in. Logan Thomas. That's really about it. I mean, once Mostert is back, that's another guy i'd be more than comfortable starting but yeah i mean that's really it everyone he's, else is he's all in yeah no he is he is the definition of all in with no draft picks so all right game time a couple easy games to pick why don't you lead us off with with the slate here so let's see i will just i'm just gonna work the way down my list i'm up first I'm work it. um i got myself versus tj i mean I'm picking TJ. My team right now is not in great shape. I mean, I'm starting Andy Isabella. <laughs> like, I think Godwin's out this week. I, I got guys on by. I got guys banged up. It's just, it's just isn't my year this year. You're in for um, a wampum. Yeah, I. This is going to be a tough, a tough week. Uh, but yeah, I, I took TJ. I assume you're doing the same. I am. I'm. I am in on him getting the eight and one. I. I do think this might be. His shot, outside shot at the league record this week. He's got great matchups this week. You think he might get the league record for points? I, oh, I'm man, just saying, that, yeah. That would very much upset me if I lose that record in two weeks, but <laughs> we'll see. 
<laughs> we will see. So moving on, I got one of your favorite teams now, Dan Dell taking on Kyle Murphy. I'm taking on K Murphs 14. Um, I will let you lead off here with your thoughts and, uh, and who you got. All right, well, number one, not one of my favorite teams. I'm competing with him in the division. Obviously yourself, but I'm saying outside of yourself, I feel like he has to be kind of one of your the teams that you think is a is a favorite to to make some noise come playoff time. Team that I'm watching out for, like we did in the melting pot, it's a team that I wouldn't want to face come playoff time. I let me just double check the notebook here. As expected, yes, I do have Dan Dell getting the five and four this week. I think that. Kyle, for what it's worth, you had a great middle stretch of the year. Your team is trending downwards, not upwards. Lamb, down, no quarterback to throw to him. Singletary, trending downwards. DJ Sharks, definitely. By. Yeah, it's just Woods not. on by. Like, it's just, I still like his team. I think he put himself in a little bit too much of a hole at the beginning of the season, but he has enough guys. I don't think it's the end of the world, but I, I'm with you. I am picking Dan as well. I just think Kyle just missing too many pieces this week. Yep. Agreed. Like, how do you feel about Preston Williams with, with Tua? Do you just want to see a regular week of football first before you kind of make any decision on any of those receivers? Cause he also has Parker. Mm-hmm. I need Tua to throw the ball. I want to see what happens if we get Tua throwing like 40 times in yeah. one game. And then I, I can make a judgment off of that. No, I'm with you. I, I, I want to wait and see. Um, to really be comfortable starting either of those guys until we see like a regular game script of him throwing the ball all over Agreed. the yard. Agreed. All right. So I think right, we're, we're in agreement there. Um, up next, I'll skip over your game. We can go over your game last. That's with Cass. So that's a little bit of a headlining game. So we got Lapia taking on Dusler. Both teams are three and five, which a little bit surprising, I think, going into the season when you see one team with Derrick Henry and Michael Thomas and the other team um, – Mikey with just blowing it up. Um, but surprised to see both guys at three and five. I'll go first. I'm actually picking Mikey here. Um, I know Noah Yuke, which we talked about, he might be happy with. I do think that Michael Thomas plays this week. I mean, how is he? Has he been practicing? Um, let me see the news. This is going to be a shipple. No, it is. It's definitely not going to be an exciting game or, or anything. It could be. I mean, it could be a close one. How is he going to play for Ayuk? Kobe Myers. I think I'm I'm uh making a I'm making a pod change. I think he puts in Antonio Brown and you like him for 10 plus. He puts in Michael Thomas. I think Deuce actually is gonna steal a win here. Yeah, no, I'm that's changing that. No, it's definitely it's gonna be a close game. Like I don't think it's gonna be one team blowing the other out of the water unless there's like 102 like to 101, horrible. right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like a low scoring game, your cruncher's match. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Kind of kind of gut check time. Your cruncher's um, match. Go get a win. Go get to four yeah. and five. Deucer, you could do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So now we got Luke taking on TC. Uh Luke is four and four, projected 127, going up against TC, who is a one and seven and projected 94. I don't know if we really need to talk about this one that long either. Um, I think we're both going to be in agreement here with Luke. Yep. Um, TC is starting Jalen Richard and Brian Hill. Lock it in. This is running back one and two. Oh, dude, he was starting Kendrick Bourne, too, in his flex. Oh, buddy. I mean, no, he's got Gibson. You can put in Antonio Gibson. I forgot. I think he probably has not set his lineup yet because he's he's got some actually decent bench options. Josh Allen's on the bench. Gibson's on the bench. Yeah. 
Cooks is there. Mike Williams. He's got some options this week. There is a realm of opportunity where he could actually steal the win here. He did activate Claypool though. Claypool is in the starting lineup. I don't know. It's about time. It's about time. No, it's good matchup this week, but Tyreek, Julio, Adams. Yeah, no, it's just that team is very good. I mean, Dobbins now looks like, I mean, we've been talking a lot about him and now that he gets to kind of put him in the lineup. I think this is what Luke was envisioning. Um, going into the draft, going one, two, three rookie running backs, Taylor, CEH, and Dobbins was just get me to four and four. And after week eight, week nine, we're going to have the Dobbins kind of step in, take over. And um, we kind of see this full strength of his team. So mm. I'm taking Luke. And we're in agreement on that. Um, next up, we got Bracket Tag taking on Maddie Tucker. This is going to be a close game. So I want to, I want to get your thoughts first. This is pretty much projected. 50-50. I think it's 51% Brack to 49% Tucker, but it's they're projected within a point. Mm. It's a Brack attack. What up? So game of the week, number one. This should be our shootout gunslingers duel of the slate. I had my pick punched in, and I'm going to stand by it. The bracket attack. What up? I think Derek Carr is a little underprojected on the road at the Chargers. Dalvin Cook, Hopkins, Metcalf, Kelsey, Marvin Jones sliding in. No Galladay. John, who's in the flex? Don't hate it. This is not a gimme by any means. Matt Tucker's six and two for a reason. Here's my concern: Zeke, David Johnson. It's not it's not great. Melvin Gordon's not great. I don't know. Leaving leaving some points on the table this week. He's in deep thought. I will be taking uh Tucker. Wow. I'm I'm in on Tuck. Um I like his team. It's say what you want about Zeke. I mean 14, I feel like is relatively is safe i mean he's been under 10 actually the last two weeks and now he's got pittsburgh i don't know i think they're going to try to run the ball he's going to get a lot of touches and i think he's a good enough runner and just player in general where if you give him six catches or maybe not six if you give him four to five catches i think he hits that 15 mark plateau so i'm taking zeke in the um in tucker all right all right so last game on the slate i got you taking on Team Kush Gordon. Um, go back, listen to our interview with him. It was a fun time. That was in week seven, um, back when I was playing him. We got some some good banter going on there. So I see that you are starting Jarek McKinnon. Is that locked in? What is your what is your plan there? All right. With him going into Thursday. Here, here's the here's the plan. Stan, a plan, man. Niners have nobody. I will play Jarek McKinnon if Aaron Jones is out. If Aaron Jones is in, I will slot him into that Thursday slot. I will not play. I will not play two of these running backs from Thursday. No. If now there's obviously the idea of if Aaron Jones is out, do I play Tyler Irvin? My intuition is to say no, because I have Bobby Funyon going. I think I think Rogers is going to keep the ball in the air if uh, 
They're going to have to. If Jones is out. And that's not to say that Irving can't catch four or five balls. He is their pass catching guy. He's not Aaron Jones. I don't trust him. I trust McKinnon more with all the injuries than I do. I can also go smelly dwelly. I have too many Thursday football options. Let's just keep it that way. I, regardless of who you play in that running back one spot, I am going to be taking you. I think that Hollywood Brown, I mean, he was complaining about his role this week. They've kind of been ramping him up every week. If you're going through his snap percentages, he's playing more and more every single week. 63, 69, 78, 75, 85, 86, 94. He has a breakout game coming. He's been complaining. Um, Now, will that amount to anything i don't know i mean i love i love me some hollywood i'm thinking about maybe starting him in butter but i don't know i also just like carson a lot more than i like Le'Veon bell latavius mary and russell gage is pretty much a coin flip but i'm taking i'm taking you i'm taking the uh, devran i here's, also i like russ i think russ outperforms lamar this week here's the issue if Aaron Jones plays, I have to slot him in, and I have to slot DeAndre Swift over Latavius Murray. I have to play McKinnon this week. Yeah, that's fair. I don't have I'm any options. Do I, yeah. I lost Kittle. Chris Carson still might not play. I I'm picking myself out of the year long tirade on trade bonanza and just win, baby. It week in week out, he hasn't been scoring points. This is going to be the week he scores like one thirty. And I'm gonna lose, but I'm I'm picking me to win. That would be funny because that would mean Lamar did well, which would help me in in, in uh, melting pot. So I tell you what, I won't hear the end of it if that happens. <laughs> no, Nor from him we himself. To. No, nope. no, which is good. Yeah, banter. So, um, <laughs> anything else you got for Dynasty League, or are we ready to kind of keep it rolling here and move on? No, nope, roll tide. We go through, and we'll see you in about two minutes for the Butter Association taking a quick break. All right, we're back. Segment three, League Three, the Butter Association. Don't forget, as you're listening at the Churn FF, at Connor Bods, at JD Fran 14. Going to finish out week nine with the lightning round, more like the dud round, low scoring week, Butter Association. Here we go. Kamish, six and two over Hut Hut Cayman, the score 77 to 51. Stinky. Not even the lowest score on the week, though. Nope. Here we go. Worst team ever. That's Connor Boddington. 98 to 96. This one came down to the last drive of Monday Night Football. Five in a row. Worst team ever. Bill Cosby Sleepers kicks the snide. 121 over Mahomes Bunch. 110. Next up, Big B and the rest. 105 and a half over the Grinders. 102. And then what do we say about him? He wins when they win because they win. Brucey's bunch, 88, 47. Sproles tied, low tide, 47. That's the stinker of the week. That's week eight. Welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. So I do have a question. <laughs> what is the, what's the all-time low score? Ooh. I know you know this. Where does, where does that 47 rank in terms of all-time low scores? All right, so that 47 doesn't come in at number one. I'm going to filibuster here as I get the record the record book book 
pulled up in record time. Here we go. TBA, KSA, history data sheet. The lowest score is Bill Cosby sleepers, and I think it's 17. We put an asterisk on it because I'm pretty sure they pulled their roster in a playoff clinching game. Let's see if I'm correct. Single game, low score, 15 points, Bill Cosby sleepers, 2016, and it was purposeful. So, Hey, what about besides that? I omitted the top 10 highest and lowest (laughs) scores for efficiency's sake, I think maybe two (laughs) years ago in my record keeping. Now I just have the record and for the highest (laughs) – Highest score, 181, Mahomes bunch, 2017. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yep, pretty, pretty good. good. Not a good week for anybody. I put myself in the in the spin zone. I did not make the right decisions, and I did not pay for it, thank the Lord, but I definitely could have. Yeah, I think he got cute playing Jimmy G. I mean, he had a good <laughs> matchup. It makes sense, but eh. Well, I thought I was going to win a million dollars this weekend on DraftKings playing Jimmy G, so I, I guess I deserve that one, right? Oh, yeah. I am think I'm going to win a million dollars every week on DraftKings, and uh-huh. it has not happened yet. I'm down 500, just to let you know. Wow. I'm not. I was positive most of the year. Um, mm. I'm actually still – I'm still positive, actually. I started with 50. I'm at, like, 53, but I've gotten cold. Oh, my God. That's a net unit of 3.03 units in gambling. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm plus $8 on my ooh. DraftKings account. I know. Got- big things. Big things. Got to be happy for Bill Cosby sleepers kicking the schneid while I have the record book up. I mean, if you're competitive like myself, you're competing for the history book here. The 77 is going to hurt. He's going to be. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the points for I'm talking about Luke. His win loss is going to put him down a peg below myself and you. You're coming right back into it, dude, with wins and I. I have a one game lead on you all time in this, in this league. And I'm only one game up on you in the regular season after your five game tirade. So this is going to be a really good fight. I'm, I'm really excited to see who wins. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how the rest of this way goes. And I mean, I am due for an L it's not like I'm all of a sudden scoring like 150 points a game. Like I'm just winning games, how I need to win them. My voice keeps cracking on this podcast. So that's fun. Maybe my balls are going to drop soon. Nice. Um, we root for that around here. Yes, we sir. Do. Yes, sir. Um, but no, so that game versus Marsan was one of the most fun games I've had in a while. Um, I had Brady. He had Gronk and Tampa defense. And I stuck the win out by two points. Uh, yeah, literally 2.1. Um, and on that final drive, as you guys all know, I'm a Giants fan. Daniel Jones takes a sack for, I think, me to go down by like one point or the game pretty much became a one point game, or I think I was up by one point after that. And I was just praying that Daniel Jones, either a didn't fumble, take a sack or throw an interception, which all three of those things were very likely, but he threw a couple dimes and scored the touchdown to bring him under a couple points. So I ended up pulling out the win by two. Yes. I like what you did there. You got to spin zone your game and include giants talk. Yeah. All in one. Nothing that was, better. that was good by you. Yeah. All right, one big trade this week. Luke Amiot. I I don't know. I don't know where we're at here. You could pull up the quote. He acquires Kareem Hunt. He ships off Miles Sanders to Big B and the rest. You have the quote ready? Yes, I do. So 
looking at it at a glance, I think that Big B probably got the better end of this deal with Miles Sanders. Um, but I mean, as we were talking earlier, Hunt is a top six running back right now. Um, coming from Luke, this is word for word. His quote wasn't liking the output I was getting from Miles hurt all the time mm. and think that Kareem can benefit from Chubb coming back, which mm. I know a lot of people tend to think it might kind of open things up for him. He's not going to be trying to do as much and he will have fewer touches to be a little bit more efficient on kind of how he was earlier. He's uh, I feel like he's been a little bit more inefficient these last few weeks. Um, so I know I agree with that. I look, I, I think that Chubb makes Hunt better. They make each other better. I'll, I'll say like, it's both like, it's not that one is significantly better than the other. I think talent wise, they're pretty similar myself, but to, to be, to be completely honest, his splits, he is one down game with Chubb out. He has not blown up in any way. I don't even think he's eclipsed 20 in standard. No, he's been consistent all year. Chubb, no Chubb. Yep. I think that he stole a good, a good player away from Dan. Um, Dan's going to run into a lot of situations where he's frustrated. I think with Miles Sanders moving down the stretch here in a non PPR setting. Um, yeah. I, I, interesting move by him. One and seven, you know, I still think, wheeling and dealing good for him. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I do think Sanders definitely just has more upside than hunt. Yeah. Um, which I mean, big B at four and four could be looking for that player to get him over the top, which Sanders could be, but at the same time, I mean, is Sanders really ever healthy? Like, I feel like we haven't seen him at full health at all in these two years he's been in the NFL. Mm. All right. Game time. You ready to do it? Yes, sir. All right. We're going to finish this thing off here. Haven't done it yet, but we'll go to my game first. I actually slipped back up into Diamond in Yahoo this week. There we go. Right. Very happy about that. I'm plus 12 in my win differential between five leagues this year. And I think I'm plus one rating points with 12 wins in the positive. So whatever Yahoo does with their voodoo, if you're playing people that have a lower rating, you like have to win or else you go down like 15 rating points. That's a Yahoo thing. Had to put it out there. Just a humble brag back in the diamond. I'm in trouble this week playing scroll side. Been saying it's been low tide, but the moon's Scott. coming. Scott McCaffrey back. McCaffrey's back. Josh Allen's playing home against, against Seattle. Seattle. Oh. And he's, he's got digs. He's got like your DraftKings lineup this week. Oh yeah. Claypool's got a great matchup. He doesn't, but the thing is, he has the DraftKings lineup they want. He also has Chris Carson. So Carson on Sunday, if he plays, could be in the lineup over Singletary. So I don't know if that's kind of going to change your things you're thinking here. Um, <laughs> I am not, you're going to like me because I'm not picking you. I'm actually picking TC. I am uh, too. He, I think he gets a three and six. I think you fall to six and three. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like his matchups. I think you're a little bit questionable right now. I mean, Ridley Taylor, little worrisome based on some injury stuff. Um, Evans. I mean, you touched down or bust with him, but, like we said earlier, it's standard, so not the end of the world. But yeah, I'm. I will be taking the tides. I will be picking high tide, sprawls tide, and I don't like it. I, I I don't I don't like to do that. I like to pick me. My team is falling off the wagon, pun intended, 
Miles Gaskins going to IR. Chubb's still on IR. Ridley's banged up. Jonathan Taylor's busting right now. Kamara, I mean, not Kamara. Kyler Murray's got to put up 40 for me to be in the game this week. Which he can easily do. Easily. But we're not gonna we're not gonna bank on that. We're gonna be no. realistic in our expectations. And in in defeat, we will grace. End quote, Andy Bernard. Next game. Five and three, five game winning streak, worst team ever. On the road. Big B and the rest, four and four. And they're in sixth place at four and four. Tight race. Tell me your thoughts. It's your turn. Rodgers and Adams tomorrow night terrifies me. I don't want to play that stack. Um, that's not a fun one to play, especially if they don't have a running game. Um, so I'm hoping Jones is active. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I got some question marks. Like Marvin Jones now, I mean, before he looked like a smash play. Now without Stafford, I don't know. You asked me earlier, like, hey, like, how are you feeling about Marvin Jones? And I don't know. He, I know he produced last year with Blau in a couple games, but do I go Hollywood instead? Or is there any free agents I like? It's just really annoying that Galladay isn't listed as out, so I can't put him on IR because it would be very helpful to have that extra bench spot to think. But that'll probably be a decision made on Sunday once he's um, officially listed as out. I think when John, um, I just alluded to him, I just ruined it. Did you say John Brown? No. Okay. I'm just manifesting words into my <laughs> brain. So what, what you could do is maybe go Galladay on IR. Yeah, no, that's. You go John enough, Brown. Yeah, there's enough guys there. Um, I don't really want to talk about all the guys I was looking at, but no, there's multiple guys out there. I mean, obviously John Brown's one of them. No free fantasy advice on the churn. Not uh, here. Okay. Let me go through. We'll Here just we go. go through these list of, I mean, just the wide receiver list in general in this league is just very good. Um, so hold on. Let's just get, we'll get the week nine projected receivers. We'll filter it that way. I mean, you got Crowder, Brown, Hilton, no. Uh, Rashad Perriman, no. I mean, LaVisca could do stuff. Corey Davis could do stuff. <laughs> Rugs, if you want like a, a punt, like Dude. not a pump, but like hoping for a big play. What? You go a lot of receivers. The first two, you're like, no. <laughs> no, eh. Eh. <laughs> so, no. The answer is really no. You, well, you, okay, no. but given the situation that I'm in, like, there's in some of my other leagues that are ten team like redraft leagues, you can't find anything on the like. There's very few receivers you could pick up and feel confident starting. I mean, Corey Davis, I would have no issue starting, but this guy, I think I could start John Brown. I think I could start. Um, Mooney, I would feel kind of okay starting. Rugs is just like, okay, ultimate, hey, give me one or two catches. This is going to be a 14 or four guy. Like, I have no issue doing that. Um, so I, there's enough options out there. All right. All right. But that was just really funny. I had to, yeah, I had to laugh at that. I, I have you, I picked you, Brady, but your trio of running backs. So we talked about this either before the show. Obviously, we're, we're coming up on an hour and a half here. You have the best running back trio in the league by far. Yep. That's going to carry you this week. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've Gibson now, it's nice. I, I think that hopefully coming out of this bye, he's going to be the guy in this backfield, and they're going to start kind of giving him the touches. They've been ramping him up a little bit more, a little bit more. And then last week, coming out of the bye, now granted it was or before the bye, it was against Dallas, but he had 20 carries. 
So if you're giving a player with his explosiveness 20 carries a game, I mean, you saw it, 128 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Um, so I like Gibson, and he's probably going to be replacing Rojo. Rojo is another guy who I have no issue starting. And then Jamal Williams, I mean, Jamal Williams was not really, but, I mean, you could get away with starting him yeah. when Aaron Jones was still healthy um, just based on some of the kind of just the efficiency of that run game. Um, I'm taking myself as well. I've kind of been talking around um, picking myself. But yeah, you beating around the bush, you beater over there. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good team, though. Like, it's James Robinson revenge game. I think Montgomery is projected a little, sorry, a little high at 11. Um, but I don't know. I think Montgomery is always projected high. Hmm. All right. All righty. Picks are in. Next game. Meatball grinders. Get me two. It's Chris Whalen, six and two home. Marsan, four and four. Wacky lineup situation. Very happy to see that the grinders won't be serving us garlic bread moving forward. They got one of their big meatballs back, Dalvin Cook. Oh, pun intended. The cook, meatballs, food. I'm getting hungry. Justin Herbert projected a big 26. I think this one's a little bit easier to pick than I would have originally thought. I'm going to be picking Whalen seven and two. Robert Tunyon over Zeke Elliott. How preposterous would it have been if you like said that two months ago? Like, hey, yeah, no, Robert Tanyan is going to be starting in a lineup over Zeke. Well, is it Gronk over Zeke? I mean, he's got Tanyan in the tight end spot. Well, I mean, he, okay, here's how I'm looking at it. Any guy right now who's in the lineup, you're playing over Zeke. Because you can easily make your lineup so you can fit in Zeke. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's like, okay, now if I want to play Tanyan over Zeke, I'm just going to put him into the tight end spot because of the – he plays first. But, like, if he wants to play Gronk over him, that's fine. Like, if he, I, I find it weird he wants to play both tight ends. But, I mean, you're pretty much hunting for a touchdown out of those guys, which, I mean, maybe he knows something we don't. I know he's a Packers fan. So, maybe he knows something about Tanyan that we do not. I would play Le'Veon Bell over Tanyan. This means I would put Gronk in the tight end spot. So would I. And this guy, Antonio Brown, this is like, I don't know what I could, I can't even make a joke about how cute he's trying to get right now. This is too cute to play I'm, here. I'm picking him because of how cute he's getting. Oh, it is such, it is such a bolt. Like it is such a, put your nuts out on the table move to start Robert Tunyon over Zeke that I'm picking him. It doesn't make sense. I don't know why I have no reason to, but I'm picking him just because of the massive cojones on the move that he's, mm. Mm. I'm going to double down Utah. Get me two grinders, seven and two. I don't think this one's, I don't think this one's a tough call. Freeman. I will say, I think Freeman is over projected at 10 points. He's he should be at mark. like five. I know he's hit that mark one time. And I think William Gallman is the guy. That's your guy. He, he's been running hard. He's been playing for a spot. I said that coming out. I said, as soon as he was injured, I was like, Wayne Gallman is the runner. Like he is the guy who you want, even when Freeman was signed, like I still just said that Gallman was a dude and he showed up Monday night. He ran well. Yeah, he did. He effed me in the league because Evan Ingram scored a touchdown and then didn't get looked at. That was a touchdown, by the way. I don't think so. <sighs> All right. Before, before I go into a tirade game four, 
Bill Cosby's sleepers. I'm not sleeping on him this week. One and seven on the road. Hut hut. Came in. Four and four. Go. I don't know who's actually going to be starting for him when Sunday at one o'clock rolls around. I don't think Godwin plays this week. Deontay Johnson, is he? I think he, he got back in, right? Yep. Yeah, so he played. That's fine. Um, Michael Thomas, is he going to play? Jordan Reed, is he going to play? Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Luke. I think that he kind of keeps <laughs> it rolling here. I think he has the deepest running back room. I think that my top three are better than his. But I think that he just – any guy that he has, Dobbins, Swift, Edmonds, Hunt, Breida, Mixon, like right now I feel you could start pretty much any one of those. Maybe not Breida, but I would feel good about starting any of those guys, and I think he probably does too. Hunt for 7-7 seven and seven is on for Bill Cosby sleepers. Told you I'm not sleeping on him. That would be – I mean, he's scoring a lot of points. If he can do it, if he can win out, he's he'd make the playoffs, I think. That would be the best comeback I'd ever seen ever in fantasy yeah. football. So I'll root, I'll root for it with you. I'm in on the sleepers. Yeah, that's I'm picking them. Like I said, all right. So. Last game, battle of the bunches. Ooh, it's the battle of the bunches. I like that. I like Mahomes, Mahomes bunch on the road. Brucey's bunch. They win games when they win games because they win games. They're in fourth. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, home against Carolina. Okay, that's kind of the script of this game here. I think that's the X factor that's gonna that's gonna swing the game deeply, deeply in his favor. What are you thinking here? Um, I am taking Noah. Oh boy, here we go. I think Aaron Jones plays, and I think he's gonna swap in Pittsburgh's defense against New Orleans, which is going to be a massive. Massive game changer and X factor in this game based on Garrett Gilbert likely being the starter. So I originally put in uh, Dana on my notes, but that was before I looked at the bench and saw Aaron Jones as well as Steelers defense sitting there. So mm, who's going to play a flex Peterson or Brandon cooks or James white <laughs> or Fournette and just put Fournette in, in the, in the running back spot. Okay. So then Aaron, like I, it, I do think Aaron Jones probably plays. Okay, but as you much as I, playing Peterson then at the flex. Revenge game at Minnesota. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was AP starting for him. Yeah, no, that's not. Let's go look here. Let's go look at free agent running backs. Is there anyone oh there for him? Let's go. The running backs is always a little bit more thin. Let's take a little peek here. Frank Gore. Uh, aye, aye, aye. Uh, week nine projected. Let's see who do we moving on. <laughs> Mark Ingram is out there, which he I loves. Think, Mark Ingram. I know that's a, that's a that's a Brucey's bunch kind of guy, dude. I would just pick up Tyler Irvin if I was him. Not yeah. that he's listening. No. But, All right. Yeah, I'm 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 taking Noah. Did you pick him or are you going Dana? No, I got Dana. Mahomes, Hill, crunch him. All right. Last games to pick. Done. That's week nine. Any thoughts before uh, we take us home? No, just uh, follow us on Twitter at the churn FF. I'm at Connor bods. The, uh, my co-host Joe is at JD Fran 14. Uh, go give us a follow. We'll tweet out some fantasy stuff every once in a while. Good week this week. I had a lot of fun today. Good, good pace. Good tone. 
I think we came to play. We'll see what the fans think if we get any feedback. But uh, you know the drill. It's week nine. As always, that's Connor Boddington, the worst team ever. I'm the commish. You set your lineups. Leagues.